eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Oh, here we go. Podcast time. Uh, Al there, Jerry here. What up? Uh, well, how hi. are you, sir? Everything all right? Yes, hi, Jerry. It was well, a wacky show this morning. It was. My my day got off to a very bad start, Why? Jerry. I fired up my uh, Keurig coffee machine, mm. um, and uh, it was like making a sound like it was an engine. That's like never revving good. up. That can't be good. Yeah. It was revving up, and then it never made my coffee, although I s- kind of smelled coffee. Mm. and the machine was warm, nothing came out of it. And you know what you're going to do now to get a new one, right? Yeah, well, I stared at it for about 10 minutes. Just Why? Just willing, waiting for it to do something? Thinking if I really concentrated that the coffee would come out. Yeah, see, that's a myth. People that say just you can think and will your way to things. Yeah. It does not work. It doesn't work. Just because you sit there and say, come on, Keurig, work, yeah. work, it doesn't work. Even though there were two songs this summer that never got to go work, work, work. You can't just say work, work, Keurig, work. And Keurig, Keurig, work it. Not going to work. Not going to work. I'm not sure if I'm rolling. Hang on. So while he does no, don't, that, don't talk. because he really has no idea if we're rolling or not, um, Al can return the Keurig to a specific store, and he will get a brand new Keurig, and he doesn't have to worry about the stupid noise, and he can continue to make his coffee for the ride into work, and everything will be right again. Yeah, I heard. Now, this is not confirmed that if I re- I did purchase it at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes. That if I return it there, That's the store even I was a couple years later... That they will give me a new one. Supposedly that's the thing, and I have heard the same, and I know people that have done it, uh, and they're very happy to make the exchange for you. As long as you keep buying that Keurig coffee, everybody's happy. I'm just wondering, like, it sucked up the water, Jerry? Really? And it, like I said, I did smell coffee. It just didn't spit any out. So somewhere in that machine is coffee. Well, basically, it's probably sitting on your kitchen floor now. And Don't when you say go that. home, you had your bathroom a couple weeks ago uh, flooded. Now your Keurig might flood out your kitchen floor. I hope not, Jerry. It's possible, though. I admit I, at least that it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. So I drove in with no coffee. Wow. That must have been weird, huh? Yeah. Hands free, which then I come into work, Jerry, and I see an article. About a New Jersey bill. Hey, I saw this. I actually saw this last week. Yeah, that would make it a crime 
to eat or drink while driving in New Jersey? Uh, let me say this. Number one, it, the idea that you can't have a cup of coffee in the car is absurd, number one, because what do most people do when they go for a long drive? You either make a cup of coffee, hot chocolate, tea, whatever. You take a bottle of water with you to stay hydrated, whatever the case might be. Plus, what am I going to do with all those cup holders in my car? Yes, exactly. Uh, um, if you're a smoker, there's nothing better than taking a long drive, a cup, of, a cup of coffee, a cigarette. Everybody's happy. It's all good. All of that said, if you can't hold a phone, I'm not talking about dialing and texting and all that. If you can't hold a phone to your ear and drive, and that's illegal. I actually have said many times to my wife, I've never understood why going through a drive through and trying to eat the burger off your lap is legal. Right. I almost get, it's funny, I don't really understand the coffee thing, but I get the food. Like eating a sandwich while driving. Yes. Not great. I remember one time, this is, this is embarrassing, but I'll tell the story anyway, because whatever, I'm a pig. And that's We've fine. got time, Jerry. We do. So... Years ago, and this is before I was working with you guys, there was a show on Comcast. I forget what it was called, but the show was on at 11 o'clock at night, or 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock at night. I'm sorry, 6 and 11. And so they asked me one night on a Friday. I went in. I did the 6 o'clock taping. It was awesome. And I'm on my way home. They called me, hey, can you come back later and do the 11? That was pretty good. The money was great. It was like, I think it was 275 a show. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go back for another 275. That means I made $550 for like literally doing nothing. You're there for an hour. It's, it's, and it was fun. But I had to work here at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. So I'm thinking, boy, how am I going to do this? Am I really going to drive all the way home? And I lived near Point Pleasant. I had to go up near uh, uh, near Kane is where the studio was. It's like, the hell with it. I'll just go into work. So I'm leaving the studio. I'm like, God, I am starving. What is right next to that Parkway exit is a rest stop and McDonald's. So I go through the drive-thru. And what does Numb Nuts over here do? And this is when I was just starting to get into going to the gym after I never had for 20 years. I go and I get a Big Mac and I get large fries and I get ketchup packets. There I am, Numb Nuts over here, trying to open ketchup packets. I got the towel laid out on the seat next to me. I got the lettuce dripping all over my shirt. It's not safe. There's nothing safe about it. So I get the food. I don't get the coffee. Right, because this would even outlaw you having a water with you. Yes, that's what Anything. I'm saying. It makes no sense. That does not make sense. Why can't you just pick up a drink, have a drink, put it down? You never take your eyes off the road. Right. I don't know. It, to me, it's kind of it's kind of goofy. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to pass, but uh, it's a new bill currently under consideration in the state legislature. So this isn't this hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Do you think there's any chance it actually goes through? I don't know. This Be- would ban any activity unrelated to the actual operation of a motor vehicle in a manner that interferes with the safe operation of the vehicle on a public road or highway. Because based on that, you're telling me two hands have to be on the wheel at all times. Right. So are you going to give me a ticket if I have my arm out the window as I'm driving? Possibly, Jerry. You'd get a fine between $200 and $400 for the first offense, $400 to $600 for the second, and $600 to $800 for the third. We have got to know somebody in New Jersey that can give us some answers about this. Well, the governor will be in tomorrow. Oh, that's right, tomorrow. How about that? Yeah, I'm going to see if I could get, uh, if this goes through, if he'll let you and I drink coffees. Because I tell (laughs) you, I felt felt a little strange coming in today with no coffee. You know what's funny, though? You'll get used to it in a heartbeat. I mean, we're complaining no about it. You get used to it. It's really not that big a deal. It's just more annoying than anything. Yeah. You know? 
I think the more more people that'll be more upset are the smokers. If they can't be smoking. I mean, if you can't drink a cup of coffee, you can't be smoking a cigarette. No, you can't. That's for damn sure. Because not only is it the smoking of the cigarette, it's the flicking of the the ashes. And, oh, by the way, also lighting the cigarette. Right. What about chewing gum, Jerry? What do you think of that? What if, if I would I, say chewing gum allows you to keep your hands on the wheel. Right. I don't think that'll be Especially an issue. Especially if I started the gum. Because I also, on my ride home, in order to stay awake, I know you do sunflower seeds. I do, by illegal. the way. It would be. I do uh, mints, which I'm fiddling to get the mint as I'm driving, illegal. By the way, you just brought up a great point, and this is why it will not Thank pass. you, Jerry. Do you know what the point is? Something about chewing gum. That's great, right? You're talking about taking away coffee and all these activities that do what to people that are driving long distances? Keep us awake. Yeah. I don't know. This can't pass. Plus, what are all these convenience stores going to do? Go out of business? They're closed. What we need to get is like 7-Elevens and Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. They all have to start petitioning this. You think about a Dunkin' Donuts, how many cups of coffee that that... We had a... Um, was it Undercover Boss? Boss Undercover? What's yeah, the show undercover on CBS? Boss. So the uh, CEO of 7-Eleven went to a bunch of them in the area. And I remember the one woman who was in charge of the coffee cup. She's like, we do 3,000 cups at rush hour. 3,000 cups of coffee. That's a lot of money every day. Yeah. So that's a problem for them. That is a problem, Not so Jerry. much for us. Not for us. Uh, what was the other thing? You I had business just app something, you want to hit me Yeah, with. I had something else I, I thought I had related to that uh, thing. But uh, the coffee? I'll move on, Jerry. Uh, yeah, this is a new food app. That this is going on in the UK. This is not like pizza in a vending machine again? Nope. Okay. And this, in this article, they don't say anything about expanding to the US. So I think you and I can We can jump all over this. this. This actually, I think, is a great idea. It's a new app that would help restaurants sell unused food before they close for the night where they would normally throw it out. Okay. First of all, why are they not bringing the food or, or have some deal with the homeless something? shelter? I Don't you think they should do that? Uh, yes. Seems very wasteful. I even think this. Well, th- this they're trying to set up uh, this app in the UK where uh, they'd be selling the food for much cheaper um, so that they don't have to throw it out. Right. But I always think, and I know I would do this if I owned a restaurant, which is highly illegal, but I know I would do it. Let's say I have a restaurant and I put out bread for my customers before their meal. Oh, well, oh, no. At the end oh, of no. the meal, I do think about this. At the end of the meal, if that table has not touched no, no, the no, bread. No, you can't give it to another table. I'm going to give that ta- that bread no, to another table. No, no, Why would can't. I waste the bread? Because you don't know for sure the if anybody touched the bread. And if someone touched the bread and they have a cold or the flu or whatever the hell it might be, yeah. now you're putting germ-stained bread onto someone else's table that I might now consume. Germ-stained no bread. good. No, you can't. So you're against that. How in the world, knowing you the way I know you, how would you ever in your right mind do that? Because I'm also cheap. Oh. And I'd see how wasteful I know. Oh, no. people that don't touch the bread. And trust me, I'm with you. It happens all the time, and we've thought the same thing. Like, we've had, you know, if you get spaghetti and meatballs at a restaurant and, you know, your son doesn't eat the meatball— Think they're gonna take that meatball, put it back in the pot? Right. And I do think some do. I do as well. I just hope they don't. And I'm glad I can't see the kitchen. Yeah. The other thing I don't like uh, about dining out is how they have the salt and pepper sh- shaker uh, or the ketchup. They yeah. just leave that on the table. You don't know what people are doing that salt uh, and ketchup. 
unscrew, you know, little kids touching it, unscrewing the top, screwing it back I suppose on. I don't use salt or ketchup, so it doesn't never really cross my mind. Or putting something into the ketchup bottles. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. Disgusting. Yes, you that could happen. And yet you don't want me taking the bread off one table no. and bring it to, Here's to another table. Here's today. Me and you are never going to own a restaurant together. Oh, because I would, well, I wouldn't do it. Coffee shop, yes. A restaurant, no. Even though I still think one, I mean, honestly, what is this, year 10 of the Boomer and Carton show? It will start year How 10. How in the hell not one of us has opened up a Boomer and Carton sports bar and grill? I don't understand, but that's besides the point. I think because they go out of business a lot, sports bars, they're tough ones. I, You know what? In this case, gold mine. I think anytime you sell liquid, whether that would be beers, yeah, alcohol, or sodas, you always come out on top as yeah, a business you, owner. I agree. And by the cheap. way, you don't even need a full liquor license. Beer and wine. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the money for the liquor license to get going, as long as you got beer flowing and you got games on, come on. Yeah. Come on. What are we doing? Hmm. How much do we have to pay them per month for the royalties? That, see, that's the problem. They would want a lot of money. Yeah, probably. So uh, hopefully this food app, Jerry, comes to the U.S. so that we can give this unused well, food it? to people. You want to do this? I once uh, was working at this place that sold muffins. But was I, that Rite Aid? Uh, no, I just uh, it was a uh, it was called Top of the Muffin, and you I worked there. I sold just the muffin tops, and the rest of the muffin I had put in bags and gave them to the homeless. That's very nice of you. They complained that there weren't muffin tops. Where were the muffin tops? <laughs> that is tremendous. Yeah. That happened, Jerry. Oh, that's funny. That actually was an episode of Seinfeld. Didn't he happen in my life? I saw oh. that on TV. All right. You know what? <laughs> Here's another. Right. This is an ironic story, Jerry. Can this I come comes, over there and punch you in the face? <laughs> this comes to us from Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville, Tennessee. Wasn't there a song uh, the monkeys did, Clarksville? Uh, yes. Is this another one of your funny little stories no, that you're no, making up? No, no, this is up? a real one. This huh. is a real At one, At the Jerry. end, Al says, it really was the monkeys, Jerry. Just joking. Jerry, police in Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, ran into this situation. Uh, two men robbed a gentleman's house. They stole all his property, to which they went down to a pawn shop <laughs> to sell it. Turns out they were selling it back to the, to guy, the guy who owned it. Whose home it was. <laughs> but this, this got me thinking about pawn shops. It's tremendous. Now, where I lived down in Florida, there were tons of pawn shops. Yeah, there are, sure. Uh up here, not so ma- not so much, and I I still don't really fully grasp the concept of the pawn shop. I don't either. This I, is I watch I, the shows on TV. Yeah. I don't get it. This is what I think it is. What I think it is is you want to borrow money and you don't go to a bank, so you need, let's say, you need twenty dollars. You go to the pawn shop with your television set, right? Yeah. And they take the television set and give you $20. Right. Now, if you come back and return them their $20 plus interest, let's say $25, you get your TV back. If they never see you again, they sell your television. Yeah, but in essence, you can go be a customer and buy your TV back, of course. But they won't put your TV out for sale for other people right away. I wasn't aware of that. You might get 30 days where they keep your TV in the back. I never knew that. I thought the whole idea of a pawn shop was, because I sold stereos. I Actually, there's one in in Keyport, New Jersey, there was one. In New Jersey, they're in terrible neighborhoods, right? And, well, the one this is very decent. Keyport's nice. Oh, the water. Yeah, it's fine. And um, I sold a stereo, a tennis racket. Um, (laughs) I had zero interest in going back and getting them. 
It was literally, we had cleaned out the house and I had a whole bunch of stuff I didn't want. I'm like, what do I do with this? I wasn't doing eBay because stuff was big and bulky. I'm like, you know what? It was with these the, those uh, pawn guys in Vegas we used to yeah, watch. Yeah, I love those I'm shows. like, let's give it a try. We went over there. I brought the stuff in. The guy's like, I'll take that, that. No, no, no. I'll take that. And I walked out with $65. And that was the end of it. And he put it up on the shelf. I, I think there's two different transactions. I think you could make that transaction. Then you could also do the thing is where you need cash. That's interesting. And you're going to pay it back. So they'll give you, say, 30 days or 60 days. And then never if you're not back in time, then they put it up. That's on really the, interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Never knew that. See, you learn something every yeah, day. Yeah, see, that's pawn, Jerry. You want to open up a pawn shop? Pawn shop. I mean, I know you knew, I know you were good with the porn with the video store in your late teenage years. How about pawn? I would not open up a pawn shop. Yeah, me neither. It doesn't seem it to make a lot of sense. It seems very dangerous. Yeah. They always get robbed. Not for us. Not for us, Because they always Jerry. cash on hand. I'll tell you what is for me, though. What is for you? Nice looking underwear. Oh, you got to be talking Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon, Jerry. You told me about Mac Weldon when they jumped on board with us about a year ago. Yes. And you weren't kidding. Their t-shirts, which I'm wearing right now, as a matter of fact, are about as good as they come. You're wearing only the t-shirt, which is sexy for the show. Well, I do that for the podcast. Yes. And for Chris Sims, apparently. Yeah, they hopped aboard last year, also on Al's Boring Podcast. And at that time, I had uh, just started dating my girlfriend. And I'll be honest with you, I, I used to wear just junk underwear. Right. And at some t- point when you're going to be pulling your pants down, whether that's at the gym in the locker room and you don't want to be wearing shabby looking underwear or in a relationship. So I got this Mack Weldon underwear, Jerry. And I at first I used to call it my good underwear. Yes. And I would only wear it out on dates. Now it's the only underwear. Now I wear it every day yes. to the to the gym for workouts, on my big dates that I'm going on with my girlfriend, here at work. They say this, Jerry, that women sometimes wear sexy lingerie under their work clothes because it makes them feel sexy. I do the same thing with Mac Weldon. Do you really? Uh-huh. I wear it under my clothes and I feel sexy. Well, it does feel great. I mean, it's, honestly, it's awesome. It's yes. good stuff. And they have uh, underwear, they have T-shirts, they have socks, so they Mac have Weldon's hoodies. So Mac really responsible for your relationship sweaties. and when and if you get married, they you're going to owe Mac Weldon a big thank you. Let's be honest. And I, I'd probably make actual the guy Mac Weldon my best man. Perfect. Because Perfect. he is responsible. Mac, what are you doing next spring? Mac Weldon. Jerry, you can, uh, the listeners here can get a discount on Mac Weldon. 20% off your order using promo code POSTGAME. Love it. And let me tell you how easy this website is to use. If you want underwear, you click the underwear tab. If you want t-shirts, you click the t-shirt tab. What tab, Jerry, would I click if I wanted socks? I'm thinking socks. Yes. Yeah. MacWeldon.com. 20% off doing, man. using promo code postgame. Done. Are we done, Jerry? Um, yeah, I guess we are. I think we should be, because quite frankly, you got another segment of us coming up, like right now, oh, uh, right. this morning's uh, warm-up show, which we will not be doing tomorrow or Thursday, because I'm out tomorrow, you're out Thursday. Uh, Eddie Scazzeri will fall, fill in on these podcasts, so get ready, people, because God knows what we're going to talk about. So it'll be me and Eddie tomorrow, and I'll, you and yes. Eddie on Thursday. Now, do you, I only have a few seconds here. Yeah. Do you prepare... I do. When you take care of Eddie, when Eddie comes in to do this with you? I do, but I, I eliminate the porn studies right? generally because I don't feel comfortable talking to him about that Got stuff. But I and I try comfortable to, with me, apparently. With I that. do kind of try That's to look weird. for scientific UFO stories. Got it. Okay. So, See, I just kind of let it roll. Eddie yeah. comes in and we just start and I who knows where we go with it. Hmm. You know, sometimes he says something stupid. Sometimes he says something I don't understand. Right. Actually, most times he says something I don't understand. 
Uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll have some fun over the next couple days. And, uh, yeah, I will see you on Thursday. You'll see the audience tomorrow. Okay, peace out, everybody. Warm up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, and it will be uh, Craig and Chris Sims again today. Alan Jerry with you for the next 16 minutes or so. Big-time Olympic Games last night, Al. I actually watched, believe it or not, uh, I watched the men's basketball game with Venezuela, which was a tie game after the first quarter, and you're thinking, what the hell is going on here? And then, of course, they slowly, and then in the second half, they just blow them away. Why didn't they blow them away right I off the bat? I don't know. You know, I watching it, I couldn't tell if the U.S. team was just taking them for granted. They were very sloppy with the basketball um, and they had a bunch of turnovers. Venezuela was not great, but it was almost like they were out hustling them on the boards in the early going. And then it was just, it was too much. I mean, you can't have, you know, these guys, DeMarcus Cousins and you know, Paul George was really good. All of a sudden, you're looking at Kevin Durant, who's not missing anything. And they kind of pull away. They win by 40 points. You know, do you know what the spread was for that game? I'm going to say uh, 38 points. The spread is Dan Patrick on NBC Sports Network said, uh, well, the spread, the U.S. by 50. Not that anyone's keeping score at home. <laughs> well, I guess we are. Actually. Now, would you bet on one of these foreign countries, Jerry, to beat um, our NBA players? I think a team like, oh, was it Australia, that Andrew Bogut's on, uh, perhaps. You know, if, if, if Dirk Nowitzki's on Germany, maybe. I mean, I would certainly pick them to cover a spread if it's 40 or 50 points. But do I think they'd win? No, probably not. Now, do you watch any of these other uh, Olympic sports wherein you would never watch, for example, swimming throughout the year, but no you'll interest. watch for the Olympics? No Me neither. No, I, I don't get people. It's funny because I was having a, a conversation about this with a friend of mine. How many people get wrapped up into the World Cup and they wear all the USA garb? Got to yes. watch it. Got to watch it. And I say, why? You you don't like soccer. Yeah, but it's the U.S. We got to win. I'm like, all right, so do you watch water polo with the U.S. flag on? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. We pick and choose. I will say the one thing that was kind of cool yesterday, Usain Bolt, I guess this is his final Olympics. So he had this wild press conference and it was really it was really something. And there's some sound here from DBTV is basically who posted this. And a reporter, when he finally opened it up to questions, first of all, he wasn't happy that when he came out to the stage, no one gave him a standing ovation. He's like, guys, we got to do better than that. Here I am. Cheer for me, basically. Usain Bolt says yeah, that. It was pretty funny. So then he starts taking some questions, and, and this guy uh, raised his hand. My name is Nikolai Ram. I'm from Norway. And... Uh... I don't really have a question. I just want to say I really love you, man. <laughs> and, uh, so that's kind of weird. And then he actually prepared a song for Bolt. And so I just want to say you sing both. You're my favorite guy. I'm loving your moves and your feet and your style. I hope that you win. I hope that you got to go the ring. And I hope you get to go and not get followed by a Segway. Okay, thank you. This Olympics update is brought to you by <laughs> Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on their most exciting lineup ever. Shop ChooseNissan.com. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. We were so, wondering how to get that in. <laughs> Perfect. So that was kind of goofy. And then Bolt takes his camera out. And he's like, no, no, no. You screwed it up. You're not done. And he wants it one more time. Come on, 10 it's seconds of Snapchat. I hope that you'll win. I hope it's your day. I hope you will go even though you get hit by a Segway. Okay. <laughs> you remember that story? Yes. Yeah, he got run over by a Segway a couple years back. How nervous you think that guy was? I'd like to see Sweeney Murdy do that with A-Rod <laughs> this week How in his final go? week. Oh, as Sweeney could sing some songs about A-Rod. Did you ever do A-Rod songs? Uh, yes, we've done A-Rod songs. Which ones? Uh, Craig's Boyfriend's Back when A-Rod That's came right. back. That was a, that that, was a popular okay. one. Well, Sweeney can't sing that, I don't oh. think, Friday. That wouldn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. 
Did you see the uh, Olympic golfer who was in a panic because he, uh, American Airlines, I guess, lost his uh, golf club? Yeah, this is a guy I never heard of before. I think the British Open, Emiliano Grillo. Yes, I yeah. see this. So then he immediately did what people who have any sort of Twitter following, like I could see you doing this, Jerry, to the airlines, because you have a somewhat of a Twitter following because right. you're on the radio and television. Right. They start immediately tweeting at American Airlines of, uh, you're going to ruin my Olympics, my shot at the Olympics, because uh, you lost my clubs. Mm. If if the clubs is your life and the Olympics, why would you check those? You have to check them. What you if he bought a, on the plane? What if he bought a seat for his clubs? I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that. Can you bring a bag on the plane if you buy a seat for right. it? I see people with their dogs on the airplanes. Yeah, but that's become, and uh, you had told me about that back in uh, the spring. Yeah. And when I flew JetBlue, there were several people. Emotional support dogs. Yeah. So you say, these are my emotional support golf clubs. I suppose it's possible. Or I wouldn't you know. trust FedEx Well, that's what I to was going to FedEx say. them to when Rio I, de Janeiro? When I saw this story, the first thought is, why are you not going with just a, a company that you can track yes. the clubs? Where you've, B, you're a professional golfer. The idea that they're ruining the Olympics, go get another set. Yeah, but those are his I, clubs, I, Jerry. I, I totally understand. I get it. I know they're fitted for him and his yes, swing and all that. they're part of him. But one story read he wouldn't be able to compete without them. Yes, you can. Go buy a new set of clubs at the Sports Authority or, or Dick's or Models or wherever they are in Rio and go compete. You don't Man, you a don't professional win, golfer. Can, exactly. you can play. I mean, because so, who knows what's going on at the Rio de Janeiro airport and bag handling there. That I would well, not trust that for a second. Abroad when you went to Italy. I did not count on my bags being there. But Well, but they were. So anything I felt like I really needed, I brought in my little carry-on. Was there a noticeable change in the way things were handled and dealt with in Italy? As opposed to in America, LaGuardia, no, but JFK, Italy is not Brazil. Brazil, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Italy, I feel like, is kind of part of America. No, it's not. But they kind of know what they're doing. So I would not trust my clubs going over there, right, on their own. You got to FedEx that, like uh, you said, get a tracking number, Jerry. One of the weirder things I saw yesterday from the Olympics. Look at us, we're doing like a real Olympic, oh, Olympic report. Did you see the fencer? Who had to stop for a uh, reason that I don't think I would have ever expected in my life? Fencing. This is where you stab this, each yeah, other this is with where swords. You're slicing the the what do they call the saber? Is but that what it's called? That thing has a ball on the end of it, right? You I couldn't no stab idea. someone. All I know it. is they wear a mask so they don't get jabbed in the face. I see. Uh, they had to stop it only literally for like five seconds. His phone popped out of his pocket. His cell phone. This is the Olympics. Don't you leave the phone off to the side or in your room? Was this an American? Uh, it was not. Oh, it I seems like something was, American. I want to say French. The French love their cell phones, I, too? Apparently, everybody loves their so cell phones. So they stop the match. He picks up his phone, and does the guy stab him when no, he... <laughs> no, because he was, like, off the mat at that point. Fences him? No, he was off the mat. Oh, he was off the mat but at that point. It's so stupid, though. Hmm. It made, I could see that happening to you. Could uh, you have been an my Olympic phone? athlete? Um, I think archery. If I Every day no, no, I that's went... That's not an Olympic athlete. I mean an Olympic athlete. No, I could do an Olympic sport. Would you have had the will to train? No. Why? Because you got to do that when you're really little. No, I know, but my point is you're very regimented. Yeah. You have a routine. You now stick I to am. the routine. As a kid, if you would have had a routine and stuck to the routine, do you think you have the talent or capability now at 40-something years old, looking back, you could have at least given it a shot? Maybe race walking. I saw that on the Olympics where you just walk race fast. Race walking? Yeah, you walk fast, Stop but it. you walk like this with you, where you, uh, you move your arms and your shoulders. That's a sport. 
I could probably could have done race walking. Or I always think Are you joking. That's no. a sport. Yeah, that's a sport oh, in the Olympics. Legit. I also thought if if you since you were a little kid shoot a bow an hour every day, you could probably join the archery team. Probably. Every day. You might be right. What right? Was it, it 20,000 hours or something? 10,000 hours, 10, and then you become an expert. Yeah. Then there was this story, Jerry. I want to get the swimmer's name right. He's Canadian. His name is Santo Condorelli. Yes, I like this story. So he's got a thing. Uh, I guess he, uh, his dad has been coming to his uh, swim meets since he was a little kid. Eight, yep. And at eight years old, they decided that they would have, instead of uh, waving to his dad uh, before every time before he jumps into the pool, he would uh, give his dad the finger. Right. And then his dad will give the finger back to him. F you. Yeah, exactly. Didn't it start, if I read the article right, that his father gave it to him first so that he could get in his head. Yes. You have to think that about the rest of your competition. Right. And then they start doing it back and forth. The funny thing is, when you read the headline, my first thought was, Oh, geez, what is this? Did the, the, the dad cheat on the mom, and they're really not close, and every time he sees them, he's giving them the finger they're close. for motivation, but that has nothing to do with it. It's actually kind of cool. Do any parents, uh, you're a little, like a little league coach, do the parents do that ever with their kids? No, I haven't seen any parents give their kids the finger on the baseball field, mm-hmm. or uh, I have seen it go the other way, actually, yeah. which is not a good thing, and I had to, I've benched a couple of kids for maybe for giving, the finger? giving them the finger, but talking back in that way to their parent, which yeah. is not a good thing. They said the one time this kid, uh, this Olympic swimmer, gave the finger and the camera was on him. Well, the pictures are all over the place. Oh, so they're on the, the internet? TV camera's on or photographers are catching it. It's a story because it's everywhere. So it is pretty wild. We'll take a quick break and we come back a little bit of baseball before we get to Craig and Chris here on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, welcome back. Uh, Craig and Chris coming up in just a moment. Alan Jerry for just two more minutes or so. Uh, tonight, we've got the Yankees and Red Sox. Severino and Porcello are the starters. Yankees trailed a trip by four and a half games now as the Tigers lost to Seattle 3-0. Mets home for the Diamondbacks. The Mets also picked up a little bit of ground. Game and a half behind Miami and St. Louis. Cardinals scored five in the ninth, beat the Reds 5-4. And the Giants beat the Marlins 8-7 and 14. Brandon Crawford had himself an amazing night. He was 7-for-8, tied the game, and then uh, had the go-ahead hit in the 14th inning. But I know there was something you really liked about this game, or at least uh, caught your eye. Let's yeah. say that. Buster Posey slide in the third base. He yeah. went face first. You see the bruise on his face? Yeah, like he actually slid in his cheekbone yeah. into third base. Yes. Rob Manfred has since outlawed sliding head first into third base. <laughs> it's a joke. I always get nervous as a Met fan, and since baseball players seem extremely fragile, anytime anybody on the Mets slides, in particular when guys well, slide into home when there's no throw at home, like why are you risking that slide? When you don't have to? Yes. Um, you better be damn sure that the ball's not coming because if you go in standing up and then all of a sudden a late throw comes and they tag you on the way by... Boy, you're going to look like a moron. But every slide looks like a potential in- injury, even be. the slide in the second. I don't think that, but I think mostly those are the head first slides, which is, by the way, the worst slide ever invented. More guys get Shut hurt it down! Head. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Bruce Craig Springsteen and the E Street Band go. return home to New Jersey for three big shows, August 23rd, 25th, and 30th at MetLife Stadium. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. But keep your radio locked into the fan all this week. 
in the 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. hours as we'll be giving away pairs of tickets to see the third and final show on August 30th. It's all powered by your flagship station for Boomer and Carton, morning 6 to 10. Benigo and Roberts, middays 10 to 1. Mike Francesa, afternoons 1 to 6.30. New York sports all day long and great concert tickets. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. It's Boomer and Carton on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 